Welcome to Cocktail History. I'm your host, Sam Eilertson. Cocktail History is a show about cocktails, their history, and history told through them. I hope that whether you're a fan of history, mixology, or both, this podcast will appeal to you. Mixology, by the way, may sound like a phrase coined by a mustachioed hipster in a Brooklyn faux speakeasy, but its usage actually stretches back to at least 1860. Reed Mittenbuehler of the website Serious Eats did some serious digging and unearthed the earliest recorded uses of the term. The first, from the Raftsman's Journal of Clearfield, Pennsylvania, referred to a mixologist of tipulars, while in 1866 the Montana Post referred to bartenders as, quote, mixologists of fluid excitements, a title which I think belongs on every bartender's resume. For nearly as long as it's been in use, people have been saying it sounded pretentious. Self-identified mixologists of the 19th century, like those of today, generally worked in high-class establishments and scorned the term barman, which drew to mind images of Wild West saloons and -and rough-and-tumble establishments. The bar of the early 19th century wasn't a place that the upper class patronized. It was a place where fights weren't uncommon and shootouts weren't unknown, where bartenders were as known for tricks like juggling flaming liquor as the taste of their concoctions, and dogfights, cockfights, and boxing matches were offered up for entertainment. In his book The Joy of Mixology, Gary Regan describes the bar of the 1800s thus, quote, Violence was not uncommon in 19th century bars. Customers at the Tiger Saloon in Eureka, Nevada bore witness to a knife fight between hog-eyed Mary Irwin and bulldog Kate Miller, and the owner of a joint in Lower Manhattan, Gallus Mag, not only bit off the ears of customers who got out of control, she also kept the trophies in jars of alcohol on display behind the bar. In 1867, Mark Twain described what can only be characterized as a male striptease routine in a bar in San Francisco. In typical Twain fashion, he observed that young ladies gathered close to the stage and sarcastically remarked that, quote, of course they would have moved away if they had noticed he was only partly dressed. Evidently, San Francisco's reputation as a place of sex and gender nonconformity is not a new one. The precise origin of the cocktail is unclear, and we'll discuss it in detail in a later episode, but it is almost certainly American, and dates to the beginning of the 19th century. It's certainly fitting that the melting pot of nations is the place where ingredients from around the world met in a glass. Cocktails are often developed where cultures collide. Punch, the progenitor of the cocktail, was born when European traders sailed the Indian Ocean and the South China Sea. When wealthy Russians fled the communist revolution and settled in France, they brought their taste for vodka with them, and wealthy Muscovites fleeing Lenin rubbed elbows with Americans fleeing prohibition. The Bloody Mary and many other classics, like the sidecar, are generally credited to the famous Harry's New York Bar in Paris, an establishment run by a former American horse jockey and a Scottish bartender, with a clientele that included Ernest Hemingway and many other notable expatriates. Tiki drinks, far from having any authentic Polynesian origin, were developed by an American bootlegger and world traveler named Don the Beachcomber, who probably also invented the poo-poo platter and enjoyed great popularity as GIs returned from the South Pacific. It's in the nature of cocktail history that there's more apocrypha and anecdote than hard evidence and serious scholarship. 
The origin of many liquors and cocktails are lost to the mists of time. The earliest distillers were alchemists, and many wrote their recipes in code. Almost every famous drink has more than one claim to its invention. The margarita has at least four, while the invention of the Mai Tai was hotly disputed between Don the Beachcomber and his tiki bar rival Victor J. Bergeron of Trader Vic's. African Americans played key roles in the history of the cocktail, yet their names and stories were rarely recorded. The same applies to the significant role that women played in the development of distillation and mixology. In this podcast, I intend to explore all aspects of history connected to cocktails. Some episodes will be all about the drinks. Others will cover serious historical events and use the beverages mostly as a framing device. The podcast will begin with a series on punch, the progenitor of the cocktail. Punch was the place that the ingredients of the modern cocktail met, and it was also the product of a globalized trading empire that gave birth to a global military empire, the British East India Company. I'm going to intertwine the stories of Punch and the East India Company in what will probably be a three-part series. After that, I'll explore the origins of the cocktail itself, in the form of the aptly named Old Fashioned. Other planned episodes will cover mainstays like the mint julep and the martini. I plan to cover the slave trade through rum, the relationship between Cuba and the United States through the Cuba Libre and the Daiquiri, and Russian history through vodka. There will, of course, be the story of the rise and fall of Prohibition, and Ernest Hemingway will probably feature prominently in an episode or two. Episodes will also vary in length. My general plan is to alternate between full-length episodes of 20 to 40 minutes that tell an in-depth historical story, and 5 to 10 minute episodes with just an anecdote and a recipe. I'm going to try to put out an episode every two Thursdays. As I'll do with each episode, I'd like to leave you with a recipe. The art of hot alcoholic beverages, which were very common through the 19th century, has been all but lost. As you'll learn in a later episode, the use of ice in drinks was little known until the 19th century. Drinks were either room temperature or hot. So when you get tired of hot toddies, try this one, which I very much enjoyed this past winter, hot buttered rum. Here's the recipe from legendary bartender Jerry Thomas, with measurements translated into modern form by cocktail historian David Wondrich. You'll want to prepare it in a mug or London dock glass. Start with two ounces of good amber or dark rum. Add a teaspoon of sugar and a teaspoon packed with whole cloves and allspice. Next, you're going to add what Thomas describes as a piece of butter as large as half a chestnut and pour on three to four ounces of hot water. Stir it up as the butter melts and enjoy a wonderful drink. The recipe calls for Jamaica rum, so the most authentic and more importantly most delicious option is Smith & Cross. Smith & Cross is a traditional Jamaican pot-stilled rum that packs a hefty punch at 57% alcohol by volume. It has a wonderful, funky taste called hogo, a natural taste produced in sugarcane spirits that modern distillation often removes. But whatever brand of rum you choose, if it's chilly outside, a hot buttered rum will certainly hit the spot. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Please follow us at facebook.com slash cocktailhistory, Twitter at cocktailhistpod, and you can find links to all our social media and subscribe to our mailing list at chpodcast.com. I'm Sam Eilertson. Our theme song was composed by Harry Aspinwall, who also designed our logo. This week's recipe comes from David Wondrich's marvelous book, Imbibe. If you have any interest in cocktail history, I would strongly encourage you to check it out. Please drink responsibly, and remember that unlike cocktails, 
History is something you can never have too much of.